ready, let's roll. Let's go and do the uh, roll call. Mr. Lamar. Present. Mr. Present. Stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, that said, we'll go. Uh, let's let's go ahead and approve the meeting minutes. Just because that's easy, the approval and signing of the meeting minutes. I make a motion that we approve the regular meeting minutes of January 12, 2021. Do I hear a second? A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, and before we go to open forum, let's go. We have a special presentation. Melissa, I'll let you introduce that. We have a special presentation this evening. Christian Dial of Dial Residential is proposing a new development in Columbia Township at 4040 Walton Creek, just off of Wooster Pike. Christian had planned to be here today to present to you his plans for the new development. And he had a he and his wife had a brand new baby girl, their second, just a couple of days ago. So he is not able to join us. It's it's better for him to stay at home. And so he is going to he is joining us through a Zoom call. And so I'd like to let him do the presentation and then uh, I will uh, come back to wrap up the project. So I'm going to do a, this is a first reading for a community reinvestment area application for this new project. We will have the second meeting, we will have the second reading at our meeting in March 9th. And anyone is welcome to call me with any questions and uh, Christian uh, as well during the coming month. So the first reading, resolution 21, of 2021 approving the community reinvestment area incentive recommendations for CTR development commercial project at 4040 Walton Creek. Christian, you want to go ahead? Yeah, um, I apologize, Melissa, but the screen share uh, option is disabled by the host. If, if that can be changed, we can do that, or I can just run through this verbally. And, uh, take very much time. Uh, just go do it verbally, you're fine. Okay. Should work. You just have about four slides. Are you seeing it now? Yep. Perfect. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for accommodating me uh, tonight. Uh, I wish I could be there uh, in person. Um, even though I'm a millennial, I, I don't really like uh, all the technology aspects of what we're having to deal with right now. Um, but just wanted to quickly just go over my project just to uh, get it on your guys' radar. Um, um, I purchased uh, a house at 4040 Walton Creek um, back in September and, and I'm proposing a 27 unit uh, multi-family development on the property. Uh, it's it's right up past the Shell Station. Um, but just quickly uh, about me. Um, my name is Christian Dial. I'm the owner of Dial Residential. Uh, CTR Development is an affiliate entity that I created to hold the, the development um, that I'm going to be doing at 4041 Creek. Uh, I founded Dial Residential. 
bigger projects. Um, I like to just focus on doing these really cool uh, walkable developments and, and what I feel like are the best areas of Cincinnati. Um, and so that's what led me to um, this development ever since I started coming to Cincinnati. One of the first places I ever went to uh, when I visited my wife here uh, was 50 West, and it's always been one of our favorite spots to go to. Um, and so I always told myself if I could ever do a development in this corridor, um, I, I would love to, to add some, some kind of project to it. Um, it's, it's been hard to find land to do it, but uh, after studying your guys' land use plan and understanding that this site was, was uh, planned for multifamily, when it came available, I jumped on it. Um, there's, there's always been a lot of vibrancy, I thought, in this area and the steps that you guys have taken. Uh, most recently, to improve it, I've, I've been really impressed uh, about adding the walkability and the bike trail. And it just has a lot of amenities I think people want to live by. Uh, here's just the site aerial. The site's 1.5 acres, plus or minus. Um, here's a site plan of the buildings. Uh, here's, it's the, this is the first level of the two-story buildings. And there's 27 units. Uh, there are 17 attached garages and then 31 surface parking spaces. Uh, you'll notice that Right now, my access into my site is down here on the bridge. Uh, I'm going to have to do a new bridge, and that's going to be pretty costly to access into my site, um, upwards of $300,000 for that, uh, just to, to have access. Uh, we also are trying to add some sidewalk connectivity that would be able to be accessed um, from the public, potentially. And, try to do some work with some of the neighboring properties to see if we can work with them to add some sidewalk spaces uh, to connect our site and some of the uh, properties across the street. Um, the site also is, is, there's some of it that's in a floodway because of Walton Creek and there's protected stream setbacks that the county is going to it's, it's keep me uh, held to on this project. Um, even though the existing structures are, are close to the, to the creek, uh, the new buildings are going to have to be set back further uh, than what that was. So that, that kind of ate up a little bit of the site footprint. Um, so just, just want to kind of give a brief, brief overview of the project. Um, here are some kind of first shot renderings of the front elevation of the, of the building. Um, I apologize for the quality of the, the renderings at this point, but we're, we're excited about the potential of the design uh, look and feel that we can, uh, can bring to the site. Uh, it's going to feel a lot like a large single family home. So um, I think that's all I have for you. And uh, I just, I, I'm just asking for your guys' support on the CRA package, uh, the county CRA package. Uh, as I move forward through the process to the county commissioners. And I will say this, we, we've met with Christian a couple of times and I'm very familiar with the firm that he kind of comes from, that he kind of hatches from and very well respected firm as he's kind of started off on his own. So a uh, great group of people and a great project and uh, you seem like you've got it all together and I'm happy you're doing what you're trying to do. 
So that would be my two cents worth. Thank you. Any thoughts from the other trustees? No, just, I'll just say this is exciting use of space. So that's impressive that you're able to do that mm -hmm. and work with the restrictions that you've been given. So I, I'm very happy to have you in the neighborhood. Thank you. Really? You were right when you said it's a great place to be. Columbia Township is. And I like your project too. Thank you. I feel like we're on What's the Show? Where they all rate the, the, the acts. <laughs> so I'm losing my mind. American Idol. So there you go. So, all right, you're, you're doing well. So, no, great job. And congratulations, even more importantly than even this. On your baby. Yes. So. Your baby. Yeah. Thank you very much. So. Yeah, it's, it's been really exciting. We're happy to be home. And um, it's always nice to get out of the hospital and kind of get back into your regular life. There you go. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I don't hear any babies cry. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Okay, so are we voting on this? this, this? No. So this is a first reading for a CRA application. And just a reminder that the Community Reinvestment Area program was set up originally by the county for communities that wanted to attract new investment and, importantly, new population as the county's population and the state's population has plateaued and, and begun to decline. And so what we're doing is making a recommendation through a first reading to the county commissioners that we would like them to enter into an agreement with Dial Residential for a CRA uh, exemption. And he is going to build, uh, he has a rezoning process that he is uh, requesting to begin with Hamilton County Planning and Zoning. We had our first meeting uh, last evening and then there will be four four more meetings over the course of the months that will involve resident neighbor participation, county staff, uh, thorough review by different agencies and then ultimately the county commissioners. So the county commissioners will be voting on the rezoning as well as on the, the CRA application. So he is proposing a LEED certified uh, building because it is multifamily, it's, it's considered commercial, so the automatic um, exemption for a LEED certified is uh, 15 years, and he is seeking not the full 100%, but 50% exemption on the new value. The current property as a single family home is worth about $230,000 and generates about $7,000 a year total in taxes to all taxing entities in Hamilton County, including the handful that are for Columbia Township. So six, 600 bucks a month total to all taxing entities. He's proposing to invest upwards of $4 million in the project, which would generate if that is the total value that the auditor picks up, it would generate almost $10,000 a month in property taxes. So even with a CRA at 50%, all of the taxing entities would receive, uh, distrib the distribution would be $5,000 uh, instead of their current receipt, which is $600 per month. So it's, uh, and the, the investment is needed because of, as he mentioned, the creek 
part of what makes the site so attractive is what makes the site so expensive to build on. It has a creek, so there's a footprint that he cannot build in. He has to build a new bridge because the existing bridge was a residential-only driveway. And he's also proposing shared path through his property so that residents in across the street uh, and up the hill can connect. He's uh, through to Panera. He's talking to Panera about connecting through their property so that uh, the shared path will continue to the sidewalk and to the new crosswalk that we installed this past year, 250 West into the Little Miami Trail. So he's doing that as well, and there's an additional cost for that. So we'll um, discuss and vote next March, or at the March meeting for, um, to make the recommendation to the county commissioners to support his application to them for the CRA. And these things are program. for rent, uh, all, all yeah. They are. He's actually going to own, his family company is going to maintain ownership and he is going to relocate his business uh, to the property as well. So there will be uh, um, business there and then the, he's estimating between the employees of his company, which are just a handful of employees, but the, the construction over a three-year period, uh, he's estimating 89, 90 employees over that period of time. So new jobs for construction and then, then his uh, company, Dial Residential, will be housed out of that. He'll, he'll well, use one of the suites. The reason why I mentioned the rental is because very sensitive to the Walton Creek uh, project and the property values there that, uh, that these will be for rent and not for ownership um, because you always got to keep your eye on how it impacts other people's property values. So um, no, it's a great project and I think it will add value to the community and improve what we currently have. So. His demographic is twofold uh, millennials uh, who want to be near the trail and near all of the amenities along Wooster and empty nesters that want to downsize from want to downsize and be near trails and amenities and uh, Marymount Square yeah. as well. So all good. All right, that's all first right. reading. Nothing we need to act on. Well, uh, can I add to that? I think, again, it's a great use of space, and credit goes to a lot of people way before me that created an atmosphere where someone wants to come in and develop in a space like that. That didn't come easy. That was a lot of work from a lot of people over the last, I don't know, decades probably to build a desirable location like that, and the business owners in that district as well. So credit goes to a lot of people. This is awesome, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, we move to open forum. Caroline, we have Hi, a yes, I have a letter uh, and email. Sorry, from uh, Where's Mike. your microphone? Oh, sorry. Where's your microphone? Oh. Are you picking her up? Um, I have an email from Mike Ty. Um, it starts just a question and concern. The three year waste levy is up again. I believe the consensus is to at its current rate, not raising anyone's taxes. Why not think outside the box and maybe cut the millage in half with substantial savings to all homeowners? For almost 40 years, we have been paying our employees for half the year out of this levy. I propose using the JEDZ tax funds and the new cannabis funds to fill the void, maintaining our great service, but most importantly, saving homeowners money. Remember, the auditor just revalued properties as by law. The average valuations went up 20%. This could help to offset the increase of the higher values. 
Thank you for always looking out for small business owners. Maybe now is the time to look out for the homeowners. Thank you, Mike Ty. Okay, and I'll start, and Melissa, I'll let you kind of finish. First of all, I'm proud that the property values went up by 20%. That's actually a good thing. Uh, I think it's a great suggestion, and it's something that's on our minds from Mike Lemon's era of uh, leadership to uh, what he's left us with Melissa as far as using Jed Z money to help make help uh, what I say protect us from real estate property tax increases. Uh, so we will look at this hard. I appreciate the suggestion. I think it's a wise suggestion. That said, um, this is not an increase in taxes. This is just a renewal. So, uh, you know, to get in a habit of reducing what you're already having, when we have other needs that may be coming up, whether it's some of the things going on with the fire department, whether or not we create solutions with Marymount collaborating with them, it's hard to get in the habit of over-subsidizing with Jed income and committing and not keeping what you already have. Uh, I'm all for uh, looking at Jed Z subsidizing the taxes, uh, any future increases in taxes, as in real increases rather than renewals. Um, the idea of actually taking away some of our tax base with the idea, as Melissa and I have chatted, that, you know, our Jed Z money, it, it's possible it could go down. You could lose a major employer. There's a lot of things that you could lose. And if we kick that can up the road and we hand this off to a future uh, administration and we, um, we do not go after these renewals and the taxes from the Jeds go down, then you might run into the problem where, okay, now there's a huge um, reconciling of the fact that we can't pay our bills. And I don't mean literally, but it's just, it's hard to get in the habit of actually reducing your revenues. Mm -hmm. We look at the Jed Z income of helping um, with not future tax increases. We also look at it for um, improving and, and buying distressed properties and trying to improve. We've talked about some neighbor development grants and other things and using that money for that. I'm not sure that I'm, that I'm totally on board with not um, continuing to collect what we have. That said, it's a great suggestion, a great question, and it's a question that's on everybody's mind of what can we do with the Jed Z money to help the residents, and we're on it, we're all over it, we will look at it, and, uh, and we, will, we will do it. So we will look at doing it, um, and we also have medical marijuana potential revenues coming in, and we will know more about that in April, and that could affect our decision making. But I'm not sure I'm ready right now given where we are with COVID and everything else, to say we, the uncertainty of where the revenue is coming from medical marijuana to where they are now, Jed money-wise, et cetera, to taking existing revenues and not looking to keep them. Um, but it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. I love the community involvement. I love the community engagement. I love the positivity, Mike, too, by the way. And um, so we will look at it hard, and you've invited us to have some hard conversations, and I assure you your thoughts are being taken seriously. Uh, I don't know what any of the other trustees, and I'll let Melissa finish us up, but Brian, any thoughts on that? Well said. Um, we certainly don't want to raise taxes. This would not raise taxes, but we'll cons I think we'll consider the suggestion. So well said, David. Any thoughts, Susan? Think about it. Yeah. But certainly, I will make this clear, for, to, to increase taxes, and this will not increase taxes, 
Uh, yes, we will look to be creative with all the the amazing things that have been done under Mike Lemon's leadership and the past uh, 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 trustees' leadership that we have done all these things. So it's a positive thing. It's a question of now what are we going to do with this and how are we going to do it. So I at least want to go on the offense to say we've created some sources of revenue, which is great. Now the question is, is how do we use it? Uh, which, believe it or not, is trickier than you think, but we're open-minded to it, and it's a great question. Melissa, I'll hand it over to you with your thoughts. I always appreciate when residents are interested in efficient government and when they feel that we are receptive to their suggestions. And there are a handful of residents who contact us regularly. Mike is one of them who share ideas and, uh, you know, keep us on our toes, and we definitely appreciate that. Before we walked into the meeting today, it was announced in the papers that Kellogg is pulling half of its employees out of Marymount. So interesting that Mike's suggestion came on a day where that incident happened. And so the, not to get into a lot of detail, but the difference between relying on levies as the foundation for your revenue and then using additional funds from business income tax, including marijuana dispensary funds, to build and strengthen the community, to invest back in the community, but not for your basic servants services, is um, the difference between hitching your wagon to a mule that will pull hard and strong and steady every single day with no worries and potentially to a wild stallion that could buck and leave your community like Kellogg's is pulling employees out of Marymount and then now Marymount has to deal with impacts on its village budget not only from COVID but also from the loss of more than 250 employee income tax and any of the corporate piece that would go with that. So um, the waste levy is actually the waste and recycling levy. It's the only levy out of the few levies that Columbia Township uh, voters, uh, residents pay for that we put on the ballot every three years. All other levies are continuing. And interestingly, the waste uh, and recycling levy is the most popular program that we have. It enables us to uh, bid discounted Rumpke services. Our residents pay less for their waste and recycling than all other residents do who do not have a bid, a bid process like we do. And that accounts for more than half of the waste levy. And then the balance of the waste levy goes to cover equipment, vehicles, and staff for seven programs that we can tell by the volume of phone calls are the most popular, including leaf pickup, Christmas tree pickup, uh, wood chip delivery, composting, it, the list goes on, and that covers the crew's uh, expenses for that. So we definitely want to look at it. It's a great community conversation. When we have additional funds above our levies, what do we want to do with those to make our community strong and to serve the ideas of the residents and so we have time the the waste uh, and recycling levy does not come on the ballot until this fall for its three-year renewal uh, it has always been renewed by a really large margin because it is such a popular program so we have a lot of time to have these conversations and we invite residents like Mike to give us their ideas about 
about that, and then I'm sure the trustees will keep having conversations about what's the right use of this money, and you're right. We're finally at a point, after all of the work over the past decade, we have Mike in the house tonight as well, and the, and the trustees, where we have these decisions, what do we do with new money instead of what are we going to do with lost money? Mm -hmm. Good point, and again, just to put this in practical terms too, what we're talking about in terms of money, if hypothetically speaking, we were to cut the waste levy in half, uh, what would it mean to residents if we were if we were to do that? It would be about ten dollars a, a month per household, is what we talked about roughly. And so the question is, is is it ten dollars a month per household, or do we continue to try to look at buying distressed properties? Uh, doing neighborhood grants and other things so that that's the impact it would be it's not you know thousands of dollars a year it would be ten dollars a month per household and if you reduced it down to residents it might what help me out to be a maybe a dollar fifty per resident or what have you um, of the community in terms of the impact so it, we will take it seriously we're on it we think about it um, and uh, and again on a positive note we have revenues the question is is what do we do with them so we've got a good hand question is what do we do with it and we are we will be on top of it and they will be well thought out unconflicted decisions that it will be made that's all i can say and we would gladly listen to citizen input and again mike i don't know carl jones had a hand in this too great suggestions yes. we're on it and uh, we will continue to look at ways to spend jed z money to keep taxes and rev uh, taxes down so that said we move on next to reports. We go to Ms. Heakin and the fiscal officer's report. Excuse me, January. Um, we are, um, the general fund ending balance is 2,817,132, which is an increase of 7% from December 20. Restricted fund ending balance is 4,632,014 which is a decrease of 2% from December. These funds uh, totaled 7,449,146, which is an increase of 1% from December. So revenues for the month of January were 238,491, and expenses were 141,541. Um, year to date, those are the same numbers because it's just one month. Um, our next significant revenue receipt will occur in April of 2021 with the first half of property tax settlements. Um, the, the voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of public services to residents. And thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we're able to use these valuable JEDZ revenues to continue to provide residents with a high quality and level of services. Thank you. Uh, that we move on to the road superintendent's report. Is there any questions for Mr. Servizi? We have the road superintendent in the house, and I'm going to get up my chair for a minute. There you go. Oh. John, you want to come up and sit? Come up and sit. I just wanted to address the board on, um, as you know, the amount of snowfall that we've had this month. We haven't seen snowfall totals, um, one-day snowfall totals like what we've recently seen since 2008. Um, were before this last snowfall that we just had, this was the eighth all-time snowiest February. 
Um, it looks like the crews will be out again tonight, and it looks like it's probably going to be an all-nighter for them again tonight. We have um, plenty, plenty of salt, and, and that's kind of tricky. We have salt via Sims Township has allowed us to <clears throat> use any salt. If we run out of our salt, which we have, we're using from them. We'll repay them back um, through a, an additional salt contract or next year. Um, they have two domes that they haul salt out of that are 1,500-ton domes. So um, <clears throat> they were kind enough to allow us to draw salt out of there. Um, I just wanted to let the board know that my guys are logging a lot of hours, myself included, logging a lot of hours, a lot of nighttime hours where we're away from our families. And um, I've got guys that have got created, getting stomach issues from their whole systems being turned upside down because they don't know when to sleep and when to eat. And I, I just wanted to let you know that I've not heard one complaint out of my guys on that. That they're, they're doing it with with the utmost dignity, um, no complaining. Just tell me what you need and we'll get it done. And, and I just wanted to express that to the board. As you can see, this last snowfall that we had, our streets were clean, curb to curb, um, with a half inch of ice, four inches of snow. We were curb to curb before you woke up. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's not many other crews out there that were getting that done. Um, I take pride in, in my crew. And they do a great job day in and day out, not only on snow and ice, but on, on whatever um, we throw at them. Um, they, they get it done. I just, I just kind of wanted to pay kudos to the crew. Um, they, they do a good job w without complaint, which I just wanted to give you that heads up. No, I've seen you out there, John, and you've seen me out there as well. Yes. But, uh, but at the same time... Um, you got the ultimate compliment from my mother-in-law who spent them at our house over this terrific snowfall and she said, or horrific, whatever you want to call it, but, um, but she said, my God, your streets are so clear. And it's like, I thought, that's amazing. So I wanted to pass that on to you because that's somebody that comes from the west side of town and just was amazed at how clear our streets are. And equally, I was just looking this up on my phone here, uh, on our, uh, we have our own little page on whatever social media uh, from Williams Meadow. and. You, you got immediately shout out to those responsible for plowing and treating the, our entry hill and streets amazing job and you got tons of good feedback totally agree as a new williams Meadow resident resident i am extremely thankful for the wonderful job that they do on our streets so thank you thank you thank you and i know those guys work hard and believe me it is does not go unnoticed and people over in ridgewood i do know yeah. look and go they see the difference between Greater Cincinnati and yes. Columbia Township. Yes. So it's a huge I, deal. Well, I I was out um, yesterday cleaning cleaning up parking. I mean, when when I say our roads are clean, it's not just driving lanes. Your parking lanes are all cleaned up. Mm -hmm. When a car moves, um, since the snowstorm, we've had vehicles out plowing. Where you go to work, you come home, your spots cleaned out. Mm -hmm. We've already got it cleaned out and salted it and. For the most part, I mean, if, if you leave after we've been through, you we might miss you, but we'll get you the next day or, or whatever. But um, I, when I was out cleaning up parking, um, I did receive a lot of compliments in, in the Williams Meadow era, area, Madison Place, Ridgewood, almost everywhere I went. Um, 
they were singing our praises and and I just wanted to let you guys know that um, and I know you know that already you live in the township you see what's getting done um, and you drive other streets that are, are not near where we're at I mean to that snow started out the other day it was supposed to be eight to twelve inches of snow which is a lot easier to mm-hmm. to negotiate than a half inch of ice we went through a lot of salt because the, the ice it, if you don't keep it slushy you can't plow it off once it bonds to the road it, it's it's tough um, and, and we were able to keep that solidified enough that when as we were plowing, we were plowing it off. But we got a half inch of ice and four inches of snow, which lays on top and insulates that, mm-hmm. which bonds it to the road. So um, there's no getting off of it. If we get off of it and st- you know, just say, I know different communities will come in and leave at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock and come back in at four o'clock to try to catch up before everybody uh, gets out and goes to work. You couldn't have done it with that one. If you did it with that snowstorm or ice storm, it would have been bonded to the road. Residents would have been sliding everywhere. Um, and again, we were laid back curb to curb, parking cleaned up for the most part, which I, I just wanted to pay kudos to to my crew. Um, they did an amazing job. Um, and also, we did have a, a truck go down prior to this uh, snowstorm. We had a truck go down. And we were able to, you know, we only have two big salt trucks. So when, when that truck goes down, that's 50% of our fleet. Um, we were able to borrow another truck from another municipality. And it wasn't, it, it was literally maybe a 30 second minute conversation before I was told, come up and get my truck, you can have it. When, when you're done with it, bring it back. Can I add to the, John, you know I love your crew, and first of all, thank you to however you got that truck and to Sims Township for letting us borrow the salt. That goes to your relationships you've built over time with those communities, and that's amazing. A lot of communities don't have that ability, and you can call somebody up in 30 seconds and get that done. That's a credit to you and your team. Your, your team's amazing. I, You said it. Our streets are completely clear, and when I drove here today, it's been, what, 48 hours since the snowstorm, and still, in Madison Place, you can see the township line literally in all directions almost from my house, and it is still not clear. It's still dangerous. You had it cleared almost. On the city side. On the city side. Yeah. And our side is, looks brand new, and so thank you for that. And to your team, I stopped them a few times just to thank them, and every single time, they, didn't, they had a smile on their face. So they literally had a smile on their face, and I know it's stressful to do that. It, it is. It, we have roads that are just wide enough yeah. to get a plow through. When we're going through those streets, we're literally three to four inches from mm-hmm. a car on either side of that plow. So, you know, after you've been in the plow, the other snowstorm, I think we logged 17, 18 hours at seat time in, in those trucks. So you put that much time in and then have to concentrate going through that um, yep. n- the narrow streets and not taking off mirrors and n- never had an accident, never had a mailbox knocked down. Um, we, we've been a uh, knock on wood a, a few years um, since probably five years since we've had any incidents with our drivers as far as 
you know, any, any accidents, which is really phenomenal in itself. Most crews, and and again, they're bigger than us. Um, we're small, but we're, we're, I like to say small, but mighty. Mm -hmm. um, we, we get it done. And um, one more thing real quick. Polemeyer, which is an alley you're aware of, mm -hmm. there are residents that share that uh, the alley is township. The street on the other side of those houses is Merwin, right, which, which is, is a city street. Our Polemeyer looks brand new as a little alley. You didn't even need to do it, really. Right. Or the city street, it's almost undrivable. Like, you're getting the alley. That's what is impressive to me. Right. Yeah. Like, I would, when I get out of the neighborhood, I'd take the alley instead of a normal street. Yeah, and, and that alley, if we don't pitch our plows, it's so narrow, you have to go down with the plow, plow pitched. If not, yeah. you'll be digging up dirt on both sides. So, um, again, kudos to, to my guys and, and getting out there and, and getting it done day in and day out. Well, you too. I saw you actually driving a truck. I didn't know you did I, I that anymore. I, I still get out there <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, just, 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 just to keep current. Yeah. Well, thank you, and I can tell you guys take a lot of pride in it. Susan, do you have something you want to say to I'm just going to end with thanks a lot, John. Yeah. You do a great job. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you very thanks, much. Thanks, thanks for being here. All right. Okay, that we move on to the administrator's report with, back with Ms. Taylor. So my lead is always thank you to our awesome staff. It was based on snow and ice storms. John covered that. Um, I wanted to share, though, the picture that we put in the report is inside Jamie Evanchek's cab one of the nights when the snow first started. So you get an idea of the dashboard, the plow, and then the dark scene ahead, and you're getting ready to head out for snow clearing. We thought it was a really, a really cool picture. The 2018-2019 Columbia audit uh, has just been completed and within the next month the auditor will publish the findings. The Madison Place Firehouse is looking for its second act. I know we're not going to get a lot of detail of it uh, this month, but uh, as you're aware that we've been exploring, uh, the trustees and, and uh, staff have been exploring options to reinvent the firehouse. The firehouse turned 70 years old in 2020. It was built in 1950. So we've been working with a company based here in Cincinnati, but it's a national consultancy, a really cool young team of urban revitalization experts, yard and company. And so they are uh, beginning to lead us through small stakeholder groups, one-on-one -on -one meetings and small stakeholder group meetings. and. In March, we'll be posting some opportunities for larger group Zooms for people who want to participate in that, just to start sharing some of the trustees' ideas for how do we redevelop the firehouse and give it back to the community. And uh, so next month, we'll talk in more detail about uh, what we've heard from the community and what our, our plans are moving forward. But I just wanted to share with that for people to watch for our website for opportunities to participate in that conversation. Trustees have come up with some amazing ideas about uh, giving the firehouse back to the community. And um, uh, we're going to be really excited about having those conversations and sharing that with everyone. The next item on my report is uh, we had, I'd brought before the board before the uh, proposed new development on Wind Street by uh, Blue Ocean uh, developers. The, process has made it through all of the Hamilton County reviews 
and has held has had the first hearing at the Hamilton County Board of Commissioners uh, uh, participated in that last week and uh, the commissioners will hold uh, two hearings the first previously and then another one the commissioners have asked for a letter of support from the township trustees on that project and I have that as a motion later on in, on the agenda with some of the items that we worked with the county to address that came out of the stakeholder meetings and asking uh, a, a nod from the board to provide that letter of support uh, the Plainville Road and environmental assessment in the next month residents and businesses may see uh, depending on the weather we've had a schedule pushback uh, about 10 years ago in 2011 when Mr. Lemon was administrator we did a voluntary environmental assessment of soil and water conditions in the Plainville corridor mainly on the properties between Grace and Murray that area historically was home to automotive dealerships auto body part uh, auto repair shops and particularly gas stations um, a number of them have uh, had tanks removed uh, but part of being in good standing with the state of Ohio is updating environmentals every so often so uh, that's what that process will be and if anyone has any questions about that again it's a voluntary process the owners are cooperating with it and uh, they just check conditions to see if there have been any changes since the last assessment which as I said was about 10 years ago uh, Hillendale reconstruction uh, is uh, nearly complete we wrapped up as much as we could the end of last year and then when the asphalt plants closed we have to weather the winter and then when the asphalt plants reopen when warmth finally returns we'll be able to finish that construction project I mentioned previously uh, uh, about four we have four road and pedestrian studies that are underway we're looking in the township to continue to improve safety for both our motorists and our pedestrians as evidenced by the new crosswalk that was built on Worcester Pike one of the studies we have an update on since our last meeting in Plainville Road we conducted a pedestrian study due to the growth of the corridor and particularly the opening of the new Madison Place uh, coffee shop and eatery pedestrian traffic is increasing and there were some near misses and some incidents in that crosswalk so one of our engineering companies studied it Plainville Road is a county road we worked with the county to allow us to perform the study and submit the recommendations to the county and I'm pleased to report that the county engineer agrees with the recommendations of the study and so we're going to move forward in the coming months to improve that corridor we're going to convert the crosswalk at Grace to a signalized crosswalk similar to Wooster Pike it won't have the concrete median because it's not a wide road but it will have flashing uh, signals on each side or potentially overhead on a mast arm we're looking into some different options and so pedestrians can activate it before they cross it's a difficult to see intersection because there are trees and cars and buildings and people and just a lot of visual clutter and so the the rapid response the rapidly flashing beacons will catch capture motorists attention and slow them down 
We also are going to look at restriping some of the other cross crosswalks so that they're more visible, some of the crosswalk stripes have faded, and then we are looking at making the entire corridor 25 miles an hour, whereas currently part of it is 25, part of it is 35. So we're going to be taking steps to improve pedestrian and motorist safety through that corridor here uh, through the rest of the year. And then we have three other studies that I'd mentioned before, and I don't have any updates on any of those for this meeting, but I will have for the next meeting. And uh, I mentioned each meeting just so that our residents will continue to watch on um, different platforms, uh, Vimeo, YouTube, that uh, we are allowed to have virtual only meetings during COVID. The opportunity was extended through July of this year with the continuation of the pandemic. We've chosen to continue in-person meetings, but we also are streaming them live and they're available for watching after the meeting as well on a number of different platforms. And our uh, video partner is ESP Media. And so we've received tremendous feedback from people who otherwise would not have been able to make the meeting in person. They love that it's online and that residents, like Mr. Ty did today, can send in comments that we can discuss. It's as if they're here in person anyway. So a very, as close to a live experience as you can get. And I always, I open with our amazing staff and I close with our, we love our businesses. So everyone received, all the residents in Columbia Township received uh, an invitation over Valentine's Day weekend to show some love, show some more love. So last April, the trustees launched a business stimulus when the pandemic first hit and um, indoor retail dining was closed. And so we did a stimulus for our most vulnerable restaurants without drive-throughs. And part of the theme then was show some love to our local businesses. And so we had the opportunity to do another stimulus with CARES funds. So none from Columbia Township. We were able to re repay the funds that we spent in 2020 and also have additional funds for another stimulus here in 2021. So this time residents can register for free gift certificate to any of our 10 participating restaurants, $25 gift certificate, and the first 50 residents to register get $50 worth of certificates, gift certificates, and the program will run through July 1. And uh, we gave residents two options. You can go online and register or customize service. You can call Lauren in our office, 272-0000. And we will register for you, and we have had phenomenal response so far Good. we're not even a week into the launch and we have had hundreds of responses so we love that the residents are loving it and we want them to go love our businesses and each of the businesses is receiving a five thousand dollar grant uh, toward helping them continue to um, keep their doors open and their employees on board through the uh, continued pandemic so here was the uh, mailer that was dropped in homes and then here's an example we'll be mailing out here shortly uh, with a letter from the residents, uh, from the trustees, uh, uh, one or two of the gift certificates to different restaurants. And I know, Brian, you had a hand in kind of trying to collect and communicate better and the email addresses and such. So what have you seen with all this? Well, I made sure that when I'm walking around the neighborhood, I make sure the residents are aware of it. And I've heard nothing but positivity from the residents. And it's just a win-win. Our residents win, 
and our small businesses win, which have really struggled. So the thinking around this team that we have here is amazing. Um, beating other communities at how we're spending money and how we're maximizing grant money and helping our residents and helping our businesses thrive. It's such an honor to be part of this team because this is that's that's huge for our community. Well, it's funny because you and I were at Madison Place today at yeah. the coffee shop and um, uh, you just see the reaction of how much they appreciate it and what it means to them and their ability to to survive and, and thrive. So it is good. And the people yeah. like Angelo's Pizza and all the, the restaurants on Wooster Pike and obviously uh, hooligans over on Ridge Road. So it is exciting to see. And yeah. it is exciting to see how excited they are about it. So, again, to this team, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you, to Melissa, to you and your team and Lauren for fulfilling these ideas because it, it means one did a couple of an idea, but it's nothing to execute it. So, Lauren we were, and Kim did a lot Lauren of that. And, Kim, and Kim, Kim as well. Ooh, yes. 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 So, thank you. It, it, Not possible it, without them. It's fun to see it all come together. All right, that said, we'll move on to the Economic Development Quarterly Report with Mr. Montgomery. He's not here, but do we have any questions about it? Yeah, I don't have a report this month. We'll okay. have the next one in April. Okay, then we move on to the police report with Lieutenant Enderley. Uh, I do not have anything to add to the report, um, but I would like to say that um, if uh, some of the residents were aware, uh, we lost an officer to uh, COVID-19. He was laid to rest today. And for anybody to offer their prayers and support for the department, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, that we'll move on and we're going to combine the, the fire department reports and we're going to hand this over to Mr. Lamar to tell us about the Little Miami and Deer Park. Yeah, I think that what I wanted to say is that negotiations, negotiations are still undergoing with Little Miami, um, potentially Marymount. Hopefully something happens there. We're sharing information and data at this point. Um, so that's that's all I can say for now. But I'm, I'm very, I feel very positive that something will happen with Little Miami. We're in, service will not be interrupted. I always try to say that service will remain good in all communities, including Ridgewood, as we transition them sometime next year. But that's all for now. Unless you want to add anything. Uh, the only thing I'll add is, is again, I say this with passion and perseverance <laughs> because I see sometimes in social media I get criticized about the, the fire department and um, you know the fact that they may need future uh, tax increases. I mean, this board, it's a separate taxing authority, mm -hmm. but we are on board. We engaged Mike Lemon uh, to help us with uh, better understanding the numbers, et cetera. But the bottom line is, is the fire department really needs a third partner. It's been underfunded and we are working diligently, passionately, Exuberantly, uh, Mike Lemon and I sat down with um, the Marymount people. We're going to sit down with them again here probably in the next week to find out was there a way that we can do something together because you have four guys on call in Fairfax, four guys on call in Marymount within a mile of each other. It's unheard of. Uh, so we're really dealing with change and people issues. Um, and if it can get done, we're going to figure out a way to get, done, get it done. If it doesn't get done, I, I don't know that we could have a better team to go put it together, but I can't go promise you it's going to get done. I'm optimistic, but uh, if not, we will have to go um, find other ways to bring funding to them. But again, as we've said a million times over, we will never go without safety services. We will subsidize them. We will figure it out. We have the funds to do it. It will all land on its feet. It's a matter of what's the best way to do it. And we have the brightest, most engaged, 
group of people, um, and we have a group of engaged people in Marymount that are open-minded uh, to it, and it's a matter of just figuring out a way to go convince the public uh, in all these areas that it's the best way to go. So that's my public service announcement of what I'm trying to do. That said, we, Susan, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah. Okay. That said, we will move on to... Oh, I thought you meant to about the fire department. No, you I do have something to say. No, there you go. The, the FTA is offering scholarships for kids that are in high school uh, that will be attending a college in Ohio in the fall. They have four $1,500 uh, grants, scholarships, and you can get the information on the OTA website. Well, thank you. Which is OTA.com. Ohio Township Association. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you sharing that with us. And I guess that, the word, that segues into the trustees' reports, and I'm assuming that's part of it. Uh, Do you have anything you want to add? Two quick things. I was told by actually Mike Ty, I had a conversation with him, that Marymount Kroger, which is actually the Columbia Township Kroger, um, is now offering vaccinations. And Mike, if you know Mike, he's very passionate about helping people that can help themselves. And so I know he's trying to help people that may need a ride. I want to offer the same personally, that if anyone needs a ride to get a vaccination, let us know and we'll figure it out. That's number one. I wasn't aware that they were offering vaccinations there, so that's great. And then I want to mention, you mentioned the Plainville Road Pedestrian Safety Study. I think that's a fantastic, I'm glad. I'm so glad that's completed and we can move on. That's a, such a key part to that little corridor there is to make it safe to cross there. And I th that's gonna be a key part as we see eventually the bike path go through there and the Porsche expansions completion and more businesses and more pedestrian traffic. So that's, that's awesome to hear, that's all. Great. And I have nothing to report, so that we will move on to um, any questions about communications. And with that, we will move on to some motion. Motion question. I'll leave it to Melissa <laughs> to read about the motions and the resolutions because I'm a little, a little. Okay. So we have one motion. This I mentioned earlier on the Wind Street development, Blue Ocean, which is uh, has requested to the county commissioners to rezone and redevelop a one-acre property on Wind to put seven single-family homes that will have a view of over the Wetzel Hill. The land use plan for that area calls for higher density development. It originally was put into place to protect the hillside by requiring um, thoughtful plans to be brought forward. Um, and so we worked closely with Blue Ocean through the county's process uh, on their request for rezoning. And uh, as I said earlier, it is has had the first reading by the county commissioners and they asked for a letter of support um, I don't know if the county commissioners have always asked for a letter of support. Um, but, you know, but yeah. we, we generally try to do that. Do that. So, so we, have a, we have a new county commissioner president and, and new member. And oh, uh, Who's the new president of the county commissioners? Uh, Stephanie. Dumas, Dumero. D Dumas, Dumas is, is now the new president. The president. Makes and sense. then Alicia Keys. No. no uh, Alicia Reese. Alicia Keys, <laughs> another 
beautiful woman, very talented. <laughs> Alicia Reese, yes, is new as well. And so this was at one of their first meetings, and so they were, they were interested in hearing from us on that. So what I uh, will draft and provide to the trustees, they have drafted a letter for the trustees to consider. There were several points that came out of uh, multiple meetings with residents. Uh, they were interested in uh, where guest parking or overflow parking, how that would be managed. They were interested in screening and buffering. They were interested in how emergency vehicles would access the site and turn around because there is a private drive that goes between buildings. Uh, there's two rows of buildings. And so, and then also there was an interest in how they were going to manage the water shed off of the site since it is on the top of the hill. So as you're aware, Hamilton County engages residents within 200 feet and they were all involved in these meetings as well so i have drafted a letter of support from the trustees to the county commissioners that i will share with you if you agree in the motion and it basically uh, lets the commissioners know that we support this project uh, as per our land use plan uh, and that the issues that were brought forward by the residents uh, have been uh, addressed to the degree that they are able to be addressed by hamilton county's uh, zoning and other requirements. I'll, I'll make a motion that we approve. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. All right. I'll run through our resolutions really quickly. I know we've had a, a, a long meeting, and if anyone has any more questions, just feel free to stop me. So our first resolution is a financial appropriation, one reading only. Author. Uh, um, off, Authorizing a resolution to supplement resolution 2101-2021, Columbia Township 2021 annual appropriation. So this appropriation is to um, allow us to spend the, uh, some of the grants that we applied for and received last year that we did not already appropriate. So last fall, you may remember, we appropriated a substantial amount of CARES Act funds because we needed to spend those before the end of the year. These grants, these funds are for the grants that we applied for the um, firehouse revitalization and also the trail access Ohio capital budget grant. Uh, and so that is, uh, this allows us to now spend the money that we were awarded through these grants. And so just a reminder, between the grants that we applied for last fall including these and the CARES allocations, Columbia Township secured $1.1 million in additional funds for projects. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, I'll, and I'll editorialize on that for a minute, but that comes, it comes from some connected people that know the right thing and people liking you. It goes back to when John Cerviz, you can go get equipment from Sims Township. Yeah, it, you, you've got to have, uh, you've got to, people have got to want to do things for you and Melissa kudos to you for the, for um, being a major part of helping us do that and where I could lend a hand um, we worked well as a team so thank you thank you Melissa yes. thank you. okay so you I've read the title of the resolution may have a motion and a second to pass the resolution I move. second roll call mr. Lamar yes mr. Kubicki yes Ms. Hughes yes our next two resolutions are emergency due to the timeliness of them. The first is amending resolution 2030-2020, agreement for professional services for general economic development assistance 
authorizing the administrator to enter into an agreement with Hamilton County Development Company, HCDC, and to declare an emergency. What we're asking for here is that we already have an existing annual contract with HCDC. As you're aware, HCDC is our contract economic development staff, part of efficient government, which was Mike's comment earlier today, uh, is that we contract for services when we need them and don't when we don't. This is a need to expand our HCDC contract for this coming year as my attention is going to be pulled into redevelopment, redeveloping the firehouse and the Marymount Promenade, permanent outdoor dining. We have two new road projects that we have to launch and also a number of other matters plus the million one in grants, not only the expenditure, but the reporting and the compliance. So this is going to provide some additional funds to HCDC so that monthly I can uh, use Dustin Montgomery more to uh, make sure that we have greater attention to our businesses. As we have said, when we become more dependent on business income, it's incumbent on us to make sure that we are taking care of the businesses that we have. We have certain key businesses that generate a significant amount of revenue for the township, which we were talking about earlier, um, and including are already helping subsidize some of our services above what the levies cover, which fiscal officer he can mentions each um, month. So this will enable us in the coming year to make sure that as the pandemic persists and uh, I am pulled into a number of uh, economic development projects that Dustin can help continue uh, making sure that our businesses have the attention and focus that we need. Uh, Dustin and I spent an hour on the phone with one of our businesses last week with some ma matters that are, is, are going to take a lot of attention and Dustin will be able to run with those uh, under my supervision. So I'd like to propose that we increase their contract um, for the coming year. And so this is an emergency, this would be an emergency uh, resolution. Do I have any questions? We, do we vote to pass the emergency? We're, we're, we're going to pass it as an emergency resolution. Okay. I, I propose we invoke the emergency clause. Do I have a second? So, second. Roll call. Sorry. Uh, Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And, and uh, so we would dispense with the second reading. Uh, so I need a motion also to... Um, and a second to pass the resolution. And we did the, we I'll, I'll the make a motion. I'll make a motion for the resolution. I'll second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. All right, thank you. The emergency clause is invoked and that resolution is now in effect. The second resolution, emergency resolution, is uh, authorizing the township administrator to execute an amendment to the amended and restated fire protection and emergency medical services agreement with the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District and declaring an emergency. I'm going to attempt to give this a very light overview and then if you have any comments that you want to make, please feel free to join in. So as everyone is aware, Columbia Township is a member of the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District with Gulf Manor and Fairfax. Uh, as for that, we are members, three members of an agreement. Uh, we are seeking to amend the agreement. As you're aware, we are in a transition for Golf Manor's withdrawal by the end of this year, December 31, 2021. And um, the current agreement 
required that if any member wished to withdraw, that they must provide six-month advance notice to the other members. As we continue to get down to the final um, months of our reorganization, uh, it has been recommended that we um, amend the agreement so that any uh, so that Golf Manor can provide uh, notice to withdraw, or should we need to, we can do the same without that six-month notice. It basically frees all of us and provides a lot more flexibility as we each, as you mentioned earlier, are looking at working with Marymont and other partners, and Golf Manor is doing the same for its next iteration, and this just provides a lot of flexibility. Is there anything else that you would want me to say on that? Okay, uh, make a motion that we invoke the emergency clause. Do I have a second? I'll second. Roll call. I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. Okay. Our um, last two resolutions are very quickly uh, first reading, and then I have a, a final second reading. So we already. Um, had Christian Dial do a presentation on the CRA, so we uh, have taken care of that one. So, first reading on authorizing Columbia Township Administrator to enter into an amendment to the 2018 agreement with the Deer Park Silverton Joint Fire District for fire protection and ambulance services in the Silverton Fire District of Columbia Township, Hamilton County, Ohio. Um, so, the Silverton Fire District contract is three years it uh, would have been up uh, this, the end of March, and we want to, we proposed to extend, and, and Mike led this um, process as he is working for the trustees and for us on all of our fire district matters, we proposed that we would, instead of entering into a new three-year contract with Silverton, Fire District that we would extend the contract through the end of the year so that our Silverton Fire District, our Silverton Deer Park Fire District, as well as the Little Miami Fire District contracts would all end December 31. That gives us the greatest flexibility in looking at what our options moving forward need to be. So this contract uh, adjusts the price up from the prior three-year contract and extends it through December 31st. And this is the first reading. We will read have the second reading the next um, at next month. Do you have any questions that, for us? Okay. Our last resolution is a second reading with vote supporting the proposed shared use path from US 50 at Spring Hill Drive to the Pocahontas Avenue intersection to connect the Little Miami Scenic Trail in Columbia Township to Marymont and to future and the future Murray Path extension. Um, just briefly we went into detail at our January meeting on this, but this authorizes, um, Columbia Township authorizes ODOT to spend funds toward the design of connecting a sh with a, a shared, of building a shared use path on US 50 to, toward future connection of the Little Miami um, Trail to uh, the Murray Path. So, Any other questions? And I'm going to read so that we can vote. So if you've heard the second reading, may have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. So moved. I'll second. Roll call. 
Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted, and that's the end of the agenda. Okay, for me. That and I make a motion that we go into executive session to consider the appointment, employment, dismissal, discipline, promotion, demotion, or compensation of a public employer official. Uh, just to be clear, it's really to talk about the fire department issues, so nothing to be alarmed or get hung up about, but uh, we need to go to an executive session to talk about it. So I make a motion. We go into executive session. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Excuse me. Next, Next time will be 22. Two. I'm sorry? Next time will be 22. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and for the sake of letting Elliot go, um, what officers? Uh, what, what's the officer's name? His name was Donald Gilry, 36 years old. Wow. Wow. So sorry. Uh, let's go ahead and do the other resolutions. We'll, co we'll come back out of executive session. And you can film that, and then you can go, because uh, that way you don't, don't go. All right. Do I make a motion to come out of executive session, or I say, do I just say we're coming back? Mike, help me out. <laughs> I thought you um, have to motion in and motion out. Okay. Yes, correct. All right. We'll pause for three seconds. All right, I make a motion. We come out of executive session. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, I make a motion. We approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, I make a motion of the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll, roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion. We adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay.